Hey folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You're on with Real Redneck Tom Millard. And of course, we got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom Bill. Are you there? I am here, and uh, it's a beautiful night for a podcast. It's a beautiful night for podcasts. It's not too hot, not too Ooh. cold now. Just about burn myself on my tea. <laughs> it is too hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a beautiful I got a toucan, but it is just you to have a uh, keep it chill off. Yeah, absolutely. I do. <laughs> it got a little bit cold today with the wind and stuff, and it was like shorts and, and uh, swimming weather yesterday, and now today it's a little bit breezy out here. Well, you Might know, they say tea drinkers in their 40s start to hit that thing called menopause. You get a little bit hot, cold flashes every now and then. I'm just throwing yeah. that out there. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, I think the saving grace is it a Redneck Country podcast, uh, Tuke? Uh, no, no. I gave that one to my daughter. She wears it around school and gets all kinds of questions. Yeah. Does he really? Yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah. So was around the- school, and that's my dad. She says the other two guys. I don't know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but she's Violet. Nine. It's okay. She's not. How'd you know it was her? Not not Cheyenne. Because Cheyenne wouldn't that. admit that you were her dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll give you that one. <laughs> so, um, speaking of uh, dad, are you going to introduce yours? Yes, but before I do, I want oh. you to pay. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped. I just thought about it when I was. Did do you know? I mean, we've been doing this for 123, 24 episodes. I don't know. We're in season three, episode something or other. But I that just that intro just rolls off my tongue. I don't even have to think. It just goes. And I don't screw it up. We don't have to re-record. Have you noticed that? You've never said yeah, anything. Yeah, I know. Well, do you want me to pump your ego up a little bit more here? Every Is now that what and you're then, I need it. Yeah, well, that, I mean, Every now much? and then you need an ego boost for, <laughs> from your, your day-to-day. I'm a little insecure, Bill. I'm a little insecure. You're a little insecure. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah. We'll pull the audience and ask them that question. I was, just, I was just thinking that, that holy crap, I haven't screwed this up. I just yeah. rolled right through that, and and then I'm like, wait a minute, that just comes the, right off like it's it's habit now. You like, you want to know what I was thinking? First seventy five episodes, it was okay. We got to do this one over again. Oh, uh, it wasn't good. I do I maybe the first three. Oh yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the only reason I think we started doing it right off the bat was because I, I, I we needed to pump. I needed to get myself talking fast, and and it and it beat doing the tip of the. The teeth, the lips. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know what I was? No, thinking? I haven't introduced you yet. You're not allowed to talk. All right. <laughs> Who sitting beside you, Todd? <laughs> sitting beside me, as always, is my father, the patriarch of redneck country, real redneck Don Millard. Dad, is your mic hot? Yes, it is. It was a beautiful night for a walk over, and I enjoyed it. You want? You want to know what I think? Or I was thinking. Uh, I don't. I, I, I'll tell you. <laughs> I know you will. I was sitting there watching him do it and listening, and I was thinking, wow, you know what? This high-pitched, fast-talking intro is really getting boring. It's repetitive. <laughs> we're going to get a new intro next week. Is that what well, you, you know what? Dad? Yeah, well, we're going to get a new intro to someone. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I was thinking was this person sitting beside me is getting pretty old. Kind of boring. <laughs> hey, I'm oh, younger than I thought. I thought I was, well, I your th- birthday is this month, isn't it? Yeah, this month. And I thought I was turning 75. I'm not. I'm just turning 74. My wife corrected me. I thought you were turning 75. Nope. I've been telling everybody. Nope. I'm turning 74. My wife corrected me. You just got a year of your life back. I did. Well, that's, that's why he's in such a good mood. 
cause for celebration. For some. Right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me a yeah. minute. I got to go cry in the corner. <laughs> so, are we going to get into what we did this week, or are you just going to be aperture? I don't know. I'm on a roll here. Like, can we yuck, yuck this, keep it going? No. I what else are you doing now? I can make fun of Bill. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, that I'm sounded like a sip of tea. I'm having a protein shake as part of my meal. I lost eight pounds, by the way. You lost it in a week, in two weeks, in, in two, four years? Two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks, I've lost eight pounds. That's good. In two and a really? Yep. I got this meal plan that I'm on, and I, I was very, very hesitant to start off with. And I can tell you right now that it's um, very good food. Candace has done a great job. I've cut out all uh, sugars pretty much from my diet. Uh, and, and salt? You know, I mean, there's sugar and salt. dairy. No yeah, dairy. I guess, no dairy. I mean, it's it's one of those elimination type things is to figure out what may have been causing your problems to begin with. And I, she said, are talk we talking about, yeah, oh, that was one of the things to eliminate cut, from the, to, to from cut, the, cut out Todd. Yeah. <laughs> I was feeling pounds of baggage. On Monday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are a little guy. So. <laughs> oh, well played. Well played. Yeah, so eight pounds I've, I've lost. I feel pretty good. I'm not, uh, you know, hurting for too much. I had a, a cheat day when I was with my brother there. Uh, There's no home. doubt in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> there is no way that he ate anything green that day or pretty much for the rest of his existence for that matter. But I'm, uh, I'm feeling good. And, you know, eventually I got the perfect face for radio. So we're doing all right here. So. <laughs> We're, we're going to yeah. go. Are we going to migrate this to video after three Not years? A Not a chance. No. <sighs> <sighs> I've had requests. They said, at least me, at least you, yeah. Todd. Can, yeah, can you I'm just put a camera on just you? Put your, put your camera on yourself there and, and broadcast to the world what you're doing today. But I'm going to get right into what I did just so that we don't uh, well, can take I go the first? If you want to, I mean, I know that your dad is going to close this one off. Well, I he's going to close it sure. off, but I mean, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to interrupt him a bunch of times with the, the <laughs> are you with the, <laughs> with the real story. Okay. Now you've heard the uh, rest. Not the story. <laughs> Correct. He wasn't even with me. He doesn't know. Oh, I was story. right there. <laughs> shot, <laughs> shot landing on me right there. We'll, we'll get into that. Right. So yeah, folks hang around, do? get Go through ahead. the crap that I've got to say, get through the crap that the tea drinker over there has got to say, and then you'll get to hear some, some cool, uh, uh turkey hunting story. Um, but yeah, for the most part, well, and you kind of, Bill, you went out turkey hunting, so you've got some to add. I don't have a whole lot to add. So I guess get through me and then you'll get to hear some redneck stuff. But no, <laughs> so from from me this week, I, A, went and got my kayak and brought it home. So I've now outfitted it with my new trolling motor, my 55 pound that I got on sale there right after Christmas. Killer deal. I couldn't, couldn't pass it up and my current trolling motor is kind of hurt. So is I- Is it I got, on your pool table still? No, I actually, I'm going to go there. So it's in the garage. It's on no. two sawhorses. And I installed my new 55 pound Minn Kota power drive with a spot lock. So it's got GPS and it's got the built-in anchor setting where I just hit the button and it hold me in a spot. So I'm pumped. I just got that installed. I still got to install my Garmin fish finder, my new Garmin fish finder on it. 
But I have seen your garage. There is no way. Well, I'm going there. So I, 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 we cleaned the garage a while ago, Bill. So there, but that's the other kicker. It's, it's, it's bittersweet. I sold the turkey chaser, the redneck country turkey chaser. What? I did. Golf cart has been sold. Let me take my hat off and say, uh, have a moment of silence here. (laughs) Right. What happened? Did did your wife finally get you and say, no, it was, it was, well, we had in the garage and we were like moving. And I just, I, I asked dad, what are we doing? We haven't used it in two years. It's been COVID. And yeah, but we've still been hunting. Oh, yeah, I guess. So I said, what are we doing? Like, other than the kids taking it out in the backfield behind us here, right? Ripping it around. But that's not why we got it. We got it because dad's at knee who said, I'm done turkey hunting. No, we built the golf cart for him, gave it to him for Father's Day. And then we used it for one turkey season. And then after that, he's lost all this weight. He walks three times a day, yada, yada, yada. I don't need a golf cart. So I said, what are we doing with it? Are we going to keep it or say he's sell it get rid of it i don't want it and so i i mean we sold it for a pretty good pretty good penny can't can't complain good deal um for and and really in in today's market for for what it's worth i mean it was i think it was a good deal on both sides and so i wasn't gouging anybody and and they were happy to get it so which is it was it was kind of a good thing met some new people when they came to get it really nice folks and but yeah sold the turkey it's an end of a it's an end of an era Two years. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> and, you, you, and, and the interesting thing is you did major modifications on that when you got I it. built it, right? I got it. It was just a golf cart that a guy used down at Sparta Dragway uh, when he went and, and hung out there for the weekend, and he rolled around on it. So I bought it with a trailer. We converted the trailer to the kayak trailer that we use, and then I still made it so that it's modular. I can pull the kayak um, modifications off it and still load the golf cart on it. But I then, yeah, I took the – it was painted up like Harley Davidson, and I put a six-inch lift kit on it. I replaced fuel line – replaced fuel pump carburetor uh got it I, I put shocks on it i put massive monroe shocks on it because uh scotty's stepdad there had bought muffler man's old inventory when they were going out of business somebody in town <laughs> so you, and he, you had it. He, so yeah <laughs> like he's like why don't you come on and i had to get him over because i couldn't get the old shocks off it because the bolt was rusted so he brought his cutting torch over and cut the bolts off and while i was doing that he's like you know what i got 300 shocks brand new up in the boxes in the rafters in my shop just come pick a couple out so i grabbed four and i didn't even have to use half the lift kit parts because i i they got super huge shocks that perfect and and it worked good so i had a six inch lift i put uh atv mud and tires on it and we painted it camo the kids and i we did some body work to the to the back and then sanded it and painted it camo and redneck country decals all over it we revinyled the seats and everything and Brown. I mean, it was, it was pretty cool. I did yeah, a lot of work it to it, but, but yeah, but, but didn't need it. Dad says if I, so what, what happens in, in three years or four years when you, if, if you do need it, then well, we'll buy one then. So no, good, good point. Too. Yeah. No, it sat there. We haven't used it. And here we are another turkey season and no, we're not using it. I'm walking. I need to walk. So I'm walking in, walking out to me. It was more trouble the night before hooking up the trailer, taking off the modular, putting a golf cart on it, hauling it out, getting it off there, driving in, driving out, put it back on the golf cart, bring it home, park it, take the golf cart off it, get the modular on so we can take this kayak again. That was more work than me just getting out of the car and walking in. That's what he says. I disagree. And I need but. to walk. I need the exercise anyway. So, and my knees don't bother me anymore. So, I'm good to go. I mean, they're still don't work correct. I can't bend them one way, but but uh, they don't ache. And but he's a year younger uh, now. So but he's a year younger, yeah. so it's all good. So, yeah. And and you got a free spot in your garage now. 
So now the kayak is in the garage on two sawhorses and we're about to fix the, I'm going, I'm, we're camping this weekend and I'm going to a spot where I found an awesome little walleye hole. So oh. uh, I'm, I'm getting it ready. I'm excited. Yep. And we well, only use it be, one uh, month a year. So that'll be a conversation for, for next week and see how you, you know, yeah. Oh, this was, is this the anniversary of you dropping your dad in the lake? No, I know that's it's getting no. close. That's not till August. August, yeah, August. Oh. <laughs> okay. It's it's coming. It's just not now. It'll be a little bit cold. You might want to put a little bit of uh, wool on. And so it wasn't me. It wasn't my fault. No, it, it typically isn't. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. <laughs> Good grief. You got to suck. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, stuck, so I did that, and then I've played goalie a bunch of times this week, too. I'm surprised I'm still alive and walking. But. Oh, Swiss cheese, or were you doing okay? I, you know what? So I'm pretty pumped, and I'm going to say this, and I could be called out because the people that are – that, that I'm about to talk about actually listen to the podcast. <laughs> so, but uh, so I play out and have forever on Tuesday nights, but you can now I, I get picked up here and there. Cause I got all the goalie gear and I, I, I made it known. Hey, I got the goalie gear. You, you reach out if you need me. So Wendy's husband, Andrew, Wendy, the, our um, local registered, I gotta, I gotta say this right. If she gets mad at me, registered massage therapist slash son, Braden, when, to build a cowboy and you helped them out getting ready for bull riding slash they bought kayaks last year and went to a little honey hole of mine for bass fishing uh, slash they are now like getting into fishing in, in Jasmore. So those folks, amazing people, Andrew reached out and was like, Hey Todd, we need a goalie for Thursday at eight. And I had already agreed to play and it was in Elmer and I had already agreed to play for another fellow that I met a couple weeks ago when I took a goalie gig and he was the other goalie at nine fifteen. All I can picture you, you is like Kramer with the little kids in the, in the karate class. We're all the same belt. We're all, you didn't play hockey with the little tight kids and they, you no, know, shut them out. And let me tell you, no, it was with Andrew's team and Andrew is just a few younger years, younger than us. Um, but, and, and by few, I don't know what that is, but it is definitely, Definitely not 10. So, because he has a kid and that would just be scientifically impossible. But anyway, so the, um, you know, they were good hockey play, but at 915, I had already said yes to them. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be in Elmer at 950. I got to be there to play for 915. What's going an hour early and, and playing at eight. So the eight o'clock game, I actually got texted back by Andrew. I mean, it didn't take any prompts from me or anything like that, but he texted me and said, nah, you did pretty good, Todd. And yeah. So I'm yeah. like, and, and, and dude, they got some players. I mean, they are a team. I, that was, we have fast hockey on Tuesdays cause we played forever and we get some, some young punks come out there and, and if they're listening, they know who they are, but we get some young punks come out there that are triple a players and stuff like that. And so we have some fast hockey, but these guys, they were fast hockey in the sense of they play together a lot. So they know yeah. where they're at and they can throw that pocket. It looked like Matthews and Marner on a power play. I mean, it was just, 
it was impressive. And, cool. and he said, you did all right. Now, fast forward to, I come off the ice at nine o'clock and go through the little causeway to the other ice pad and get on with those boys at nine fifteen who were a lot younger. And I was wore out, dude, you don't know how much work it takes to play goalie, like sweating, like crazy. It looks like they're doing nothing. I have a respect. I'll tell you what. And oh, dude, was I beat for that game. I mean, I <laughs> picture little Nemo when he got taken and dropped on the counter out of the fish tank, flip flop. And that was probably me in the nine fifteen game, but, yeah. but yeah, but it was, it was, it was fun. It was just, the nine fifteen game wasn't as fun as the eight o'clock game. You're gonna get called back for another nine fifteen game. I don't know if I will get called back for the nine fifteen game, but the eight o'clock game, I was told that yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm pretty pumped about it. And then I played with the old timers. I, I I don't know if I mentioned that. And like they're organized, so they their goalie manager came over and was like, "Hey Todd, here's my card. They have a he has cards. I'm the goalie cards. manager for the old timers wow. here. Would you be willing to come play anytime?" And dude, I'll tell you, that's fun hockey. There's no egos involved. They don't care. And I mean, yeah, it goes without saying. It was I, I like playing for the old timers. There you go. Yeah, you fit right in. So there you go. That's me. Low that's me in a nutshell for the week. <laughs> Deal. Yeah. So, Bill, what did you get up to? Yeah, we can skip through a little bit of it here. I went. Uh, yeah, it was actually a pretty good week. With with all things considered, I got a bunch of work done on the Volkswagen. Still, I needed to go back to work today for a break. I was so tired after uh, the weekend's worth of work on the on the book. But I did actually get out turkey hunting uh, yesterday morning, and you know what? It, hopes were so high, so high. And uh, I went to the county bush, uh, a different county bush than I hunted at typically because it's uh, the, the one I hunted at uh, and I were a shop member last year. You can't gun hunt there on Sundays. It's kind of weird. Our, our wildlife management unit here is broken up into, you know, two, two sub units, A, a B and uh, C, I think, is the base. So that, that doesn't even count because you can't hunt on that one. But A and B and uh one area you, you can gun hunt, one you can't. So, um, yeah, Saturday I got busy. I was I wasn't able to to go out. I had to take care of a little lady around here because my wife was uh, uh, going out for a hair appointment. So, I know you know how that goes. I've seen your <laughs> Facebook posts late. Where you, let's be honest. You Did life. you go for the hair appointment? And this is just her story you're telling on on her behalf. Yeah, yeah, because that's what I do. I'm the one who the goes names, live for the last five years. The names have been you know, changed for the protection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So I was able to, to be around here, and, and I got lots of work done in the bug. I, I uh, got all the interior uh, prepped up, ready to, to put the carpets in. I did the underlay and the under padding, and, and uh, yeah, no, so we're in good shape on that. But Sunday I went to uh, a turkey hunt in the, in the county bush, and at four o'clock in the morning, I get up, <clears throat> I get out there. The first time there, going in cold, hadn't hadn't scouted it uh, this year or not. And I, I got to my, my spot, sat down, put the decoys out. Sun comes up and nothing, not a gobble, not a chirp, not a, a bird flying in the, from the tree. Nothing. And there was no wind either. It was really nice, it was, right? N- it was zero. So it was one of those mornings that if a bird had a gobble in a far off land, you would have heard it. Yeah. yeah. And there was nothing. So I, now I'm getting discouraged. And, you know, I texted you, asked if you were out, out and you had slept in because you were, you know, old. I don't know. Because I had gone out, out on Saturday morning as a guide. Yeah. And yeah, guiding yeah, we'll, we'll is more work than hunting. 
But I think you were just uh, crying over the leaf loss. Uh, and that. You know, and that. There. So you didn't. You slept in. I texted. Nobody was up. I knew my brother wasn't up uh, being a, a Sunday morning uh, at all. So I was kind of flying solo. Didn't have anybody to talk to. So I just <laughs> called. Oh, and I called. And I called. Yeah. And it was exactly that's what it was. And I called. You know, with my mouth call, slate call, box call, and nothing. And all of a sudden, at 7.15, I got a response. <laughs> Out of nowhere. They had, like, no lead up to this, nothing coming around. And all of a sudden, one gobble cut my calls right in half. And I and I was actually texting Candace because we had our air conditioners on the fritz. And I was asking if she had found anybody at uh, you know, seven fifteen in the morning to <laughs> to, to come look at our air conditioner. But anyways, and I, and I texted her. I said, "Turkey, close. I think it's coming." And I got shifted. I changed changed gun positions. I got it was off to my my left, so it was perfect. Uh, the decoys are out to twenty five yards right in front, and it just gobbled once and was gone. And that was it. That was it. Who does that? What 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 bird gives you that kind of little bit of hope uh, of hey I'm here, and I waited till nine thirty, uh, and it was seven fifteen. I was I called and 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 not nothing showed. I didn't move. I didn't get up to go relieve my bladder. Didn't have a cup of coffee. Nothing. I sat and called back and forth. Or I thought it was going to call back and forth, and it just was a no call, no show after that. So. Man, uh, super, super disappointing. But I ended up uh, going to the gun club <laughs> afterwards to uh, shoot my frustrations away because it was such a beautiful day. So get home, load up the, the van. Candace and I went to the gun club and I shot uh, three rounds with Frank. Had a, had a real good uh, uh, coaching session with him. He was talking to me about uh, you know, how I read targets and he says you're reading them wrong you're shooting the bottoms. Anyways, it, it was a pretty pretty interesting little coaching session there and how he's breaking down the targets that I was shooting from the first second. First round I shot by myself, Candace and I with a group of other guys because Frank was a little bit late getting there. And I shot a 20. <clears throat> I shot a 21 the second round and then Frank coached me in between the second and third round and I shot a 23 the third round. Yeah, and I dropped, you know, after he gave me all those coaching tips, I dropped the very first bird <laughs> of the round. And and I dropped uh, one on station five, and I, I just inkballed the rest. And then after the round, he says, hey, you know, $250 a, an hour. Well, you know, <laughs> he was joking around that he was going to charge me for his coaching time after that. But he says, no, you just, you look so much better when you were shooting, uh, the way that you were reading those targets uh, and, and how uh, how you were shooting them. It just, you were on them. Um, and, and you know what? I felt it. It, it just, you know what? You guys have both been, been in rounds where you've struggled and you guys have been in a round rounds were they're just easy you just can't yeah. do anything wrong and, and you're on and you're on target yeah, yeah. And, and you're like every crap, target that came out i should have missed that one and i hammered it let's keep yeah. on going that's it and and the one thing i i did consistently was i rolled my <laughs> i'm a left-handed shooter so it's you know, obviously the gun mounts to your left shoulder and my left shoulder i rolled it a little bit forward to lock that gun into the pocket of, of my my shoulder a little bit tighter 
And I felt like every time I put that gun up, it was consistently mounted in the same spot. And it, it, it felt perfect. And, uh, and the targets just felt easy. So I rolled him and he says, the only thing you, you can do now, cause I'm shooting a light full choke tube. He says, drop it down. Uh, you know, now that you know where the gun's shooting, if you get into competitions, use a little bit more open of a choke tube just to, you know, Make the ones a little that you may bit easier. just miss. Yeah. That's what he said. He'd rather chip and chop to a 25 than, you know, break a 23 and, and not be in the money. So I get his point, you know, and, and I like, I like seeing the ink balls when I, <laughs> when I'm on them with the, uh, the light full, but maybe, maybe I'll, I'll shoot a couple rounds with uh, a more open choke tube and see what happens. So right on. there you go. So that was my, uh, my week in a, in a small nutshell there. Oh, my son played football too, and he blew out the team, sixty-four to seven. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah, it was forty-two nothing by uh, halftime, and they kind of once you get up by thirty-six points, they run the clock. So he had a good game. He had a couple of nice hits on uh, special teams. He was uh, starting offense. Um, didn't get any targets uh, as a wide receiver, but they've had him on. Uh, uh, kick off as well because there was a lot of opportunities to kick off in that game and uh, <laughs> so he had yeah, a couple really nice tackles and um, yeah he did okay and his first game in uh, a new team and, and they won 64 to 7 so I think they're opening up a lot of eyes around the league so yeah right yeah, on there you go. that's my my week congrats so. Hunter yeah, let's get to uh, congrats to another hunter. Ooh, not you. Now that's not a lead-in. Not you. I was impressed by that. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I'll take that because that would be congrats to the best guide on the planet. Oh, here we go. But here nobody's named guide, so it All is right. what it is. All <laughs> right, Dad. Yeah. Monopolize our time. No problem. How long have I got? An hour and a half. About 30, yeah. 35 seconds. <laughs> Anyway, as you know, Bill, I had the, I got the hot rod out. Yeah. I did a couple of nice cruises because we had some real nice weather this week. Took a couple little runs, and uh, Friday night we went out for friends uh, with friends for supper. Bill and his wife, and and uh, my wife's sister, and they had their one of their granddaughters with them. So I I took it out for supper Friday night. Parked at the restaurant, went in for supper. I come out. And their granddaughter wanted to ride home in it. Nope, no problem. Went on a cruise down the main street and took her home in it. And every light, there was, uh, you know, thumbs up and waves and people waving from the side of the road. And and one guy pulled up, camera out, took a picture. Another one pulled up on his window down. Said, wait, you know, really nice. I, anyway, was it, it was fun. Got home. I said, wow, did you enjoy the ride? She said, oh, that was fun. And people really like your car, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> she was busy waving back. So that was cool. It's an awesome car. Yeah. But one headlight drifts on me. The the bracket that holds the headlight up and out there, it, 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 the bolt come loose and I can't get it tight. The other one I got tightened up. This one I can't get it tight. And on the highway in the wind, it drifts back and ends up pointing out to the left of the car. So today I went over to Scotty's stepfather, my buddy Dennis, and I said, I can't get it out, can't get it tight. He said, need two hands or two pair of hands. Let's get this thing fixed. So we got the bolt out and uh, figured out the problem. So he found a new bolt, a new stainless steel bolt, and uh, put a couple of nuts on one end and got it in there and wedged in and then put her back on and got her tightened up so it won't drift now. So now I'm happy. 
Back in business. Back in business. Yep. Now I go on the highway and won't have to see the light going out left. So, yeah, that's <laughs> kind of cool. So, anyway, we did go hunting Saturday. So, I got up at about 3.30 and picked up Todd. And then we went and picked up Scott and Michael. And I said, where are we going, guys? I always let them decide. So, Scott says, well, we're going to go back to the same place we were for the last two weeks. Trying to get Micah turkey. And I said, okay, well, then you guys pick where you want to go. Like, you know, this is originally Scott's place. And oh, yeah. he's the one that got permission. And so I had a shot at one the week before. That was the one I cut the tree in half. And then last week, or yeah, last week, the one came and and uh, was coming to us and changed his mind. Looked like it was going to Scott and Mike. Then changed his mind and went back. You heard that story. So anyway, they picked the spot they wanted to be. They said, they're going off in the corner. So I said, well, I don't, I don't have a problem. I'll go back down the bottom. And Todd says, no, you go up top in that little wood, you know, uh, fall down wood cabin we made up there. And I said, well, I thought you wanted to go up there. He said, well, I'm going to go over the ends and down below that. So, so hold on, pause. So where we're talking is the bedroom that we've always talked about that I creep right. into. Yep. So. Instead of creeping dead right into the bedroom, that's that log cabin's about 30 yards back or 25 yards back, maybe 20, I don't know, from where I would creep into and sit down. Where last year I had dad and Bill in there and we had a turkey come in and I poked Bill, but it seen him move and it took off. So this time, instead of going all the way in the bedroom, stayed back, put him in the log cabin. So I went ahead, took his chair. Let me tell that. No, you want, but I did it. I was going to tell you that. I was going to, I was going to give you credit. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. So, and, and, I, and then, to, but I, I to, but I didn't finish where I was. So instead of me sitting with them and go or going into the bedroom, obviously, and being 20 yards in front of them, 25 yards, I went down below. So that bedroom is a ridge. And yeah. so at the top half is what I call the bedroom. They're all roosted in those trees. And then it, there's about a, I don't know, a 15 foot drop off, maybe a 20 foot drop off down and to the, to the bottom that's flat. And they roost on that ridge on that 50, every tree coming up. That's where you got 15 to 20 turkeys are all along those, that edge. And they'll either drop straight down into the bedroom or they'll drop straight down, down into that bottom into the ridge and down below the ridge that many this time of year no we didn't and i was going to get there so he's ahead normally well i'm saying we're normally that's what we see see, about 15 in there 15 or 20 and then the next week there was probably about eight or nine but anyway i said okay you sure you don't want to go in to the bedroom for a better name or whatever or, or along the edge you sure you don't want to go up there because I'm not going to, you're picking. You want to get Michael a bird and this is your spot. He's nope, nope, going over in the corner. Because I said, I don't want to go anywhere that's going to cut you off and stop Michael. He says, no, technically, I'm going to cut you off if you go back down the bottom. And I said, I don't care because if they drop down the bottom, I'm good. But Todd says, no, go up into that log cabin. And I said, yeah, okay, it's easy to get to. It's nice up in there. I'll go there. Are you coming there too? And he said, no, he's going over the edge. So, okay, so we, I, we get everything ready, and away we go. And he says, give me your chair. I'm going to go ahead of you because it's a plowed field, and he's, it's easier for him to carry the chair and go quicker than it is for me, and he'll get it set up before I get there. So I said, all right, so away I go. And uh, he says, make sure you pop up. I got this little 4 by 4 or maybe 3 by 3 square blind, but it pops 
it pops. You know how you have them tents, you pull the sides out, they go. Yes. Pop. Well, it's a hub, just, the hub blinds, right? Where the sides pop yep. out. It's just one panel and it has sides on it with, with poles and you just stick them in the ground. So you have like a lean to Exactly. It's like a lean to Sounds it. like thunder going up. No, <laughs> sure I, I figured out how to do it quiet. It ain't that bad. <laughs> sure. sure. He takes his hearing aids out. Oh, I figured it out. It doesn't make a sound if I take my hearing no, aids out. Try and pull it up in the air. You just put it on the ground and get a little push. If a tree falls the in the woods and you didn't have your hearing aids in to hear it, does it make a sound? No. <laughs> All right. So anyway, I, I go past the first wooded point. I go past the second wooded point that comes out into the field. And now I cut into the, start to cut into the field. So I get the blind out. I lay it on the ground. I push the center. Just a little, and it snaps into place. How'd that go? Never mind. I pick it up. I got the arms folded in, and it's easy to get light, easy to carry. And I head over to the edge. I walk along the edge. I see where he's put his gun in his pack. I thought, okay, I'm going to stand right here. I'm not even going to attempt to go in the woods until. Look at that. 74 years later, and he's finally able to learn. And I could, I could see the pathway, and I thought, no, I'm just going to wait here. So anyway, he comes out. Yeah, he takes the tent from me, and away we go. And so I get in there, and he just places it in front of the chair. He's already got the chair in there, and uh, he's okay. Sit I down. took his gun and yeah. his gun rest out of the case and put it down in the woods, way back on the corner. Put the gun case back in the yep. on the edge. He took and uh, so anyway, he opens up my tripod, hands me my gun. You good to go? I'm good to go. Uh, you're not staying here? No, nope, I'm out of here. Good, get. So I sit down, and I realize he's got the. The blind way too close to me. I gotta have about eighteen inches between me and the. Edge I of didn't care, Bill. It was it was it was sun up. I'm out of there, man. I gotta yeah. get to my spot. <laughs> so I pulled the stakes out of the ground and I moved it forward. A good guide would have stayed and made sure <laughs> that he was absolutely set, ready to go. Uh-huh. And the way I seen it was that. Poof, Woke every turkey up and watched him sit yeah. down, and I needed to get away and get down to where they were flying away from him. Yeah. So I pulled it out of the ground, I lifted it up, and I put it forward. Now there's a big log that's coming right in towards my feet, almost straight in. And so that meant that the base of it is sitting up there. So it's about a foot off the ground, maybe even higher off the ground. But that's okay because the little log cabin walls in front of that, over that log, so you can't look underneath it. You can't see it's off the ground. And it made a little, just made the angle a little steeper or a, a little longer uh, out in front of me. And I got a, a distance away so that I could use my call and everything in front of me. And then I took the, the tripod, colded it up, and we put it right down through the hole in that lean tube. Which made oh, yeah. Tight. That's what I'm looking at there. Okay. So then I got it the proper place. Then I pulled on my mask, put my hat back on, got my gloves on, got all situated in it. And I realized, man, I'm way too high. I reached down and he's got all four <laughs> legs telescope. And then I thought, well, okay. Because that's what he does. I did it for no, him. No, no, no. I, I like to lean back a little. So and I you, had you leaning back a little. You did, but you didn't have to lift the back ones. I was thinking, okay, if you got the front ones 10 inches out, you don't need the back ones 6 inches out. So I closed the back ones up. I got out of the chair, closed the back ones, set it all down. All that work I did, and then you undid it all. Exactly. Give me more. Oh, my gosh. Then I, I pushed the chair back. And why don't I sit with it? And him, I Bill? just flipped the lever and let that leg fall. I flipped the other lever let that leg fall. 
set it on the ground, like sat down in it. Perfect. Now I'm about six inches lower than I was. I'm even more behind the blind. So now I'm perfect. Now I'm situated. And I had an idea where he was. And I told him, I'm going to start calling early because the birds for the last two weeks, they've come out of the trees early. I mean, right at first light, they're on the ground. I've seen them sit there till 7, 730. But no, the last two weeks, they've been on the ground early. So I thought, okay, I'm going to call early because I want the toms to think the hens are right where I am. I don't want them getting down on the ground and then try and call them in. I want them to think ahead of time where they are. So I'm sitting there now. I don't want to sound cocky or arrogant or anything, but I'm going to show you how my my calling was and how it worked. But it might have been due, like when they came to me, it might have been due because he was right below me over well, the ridge. So pause there for a minute and let's now sidestep. And so follow Todd. So I ran down as fast as I could to the bottom and, and got in under that under the ridge or under the bedroom. And so I snuck in and it's like a little mini apple orchard almost. It's not apple trees, but like, that's what it's like. The trees are low. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, I, I got to get low and, and weave through on the deer run and find a tree. And then I sit down and this is where I sat last week when I it got light. I was 15 yards from the ridge, a little too close, but there was one on the roost. I watched him and I watched him watch straw drip drop straight down in the bedroom. So I thought he didn't even know I was there last week. I'm going to do the exact same thing. I'm going to the exact same spot. I'm going to sit against the exact same tree. I know where I'm going. I'm good to go. So I'm, I'm on a mission. Boom. And especially after spending all that time with dad. So boom, I go and I get in there and I sit down and it, I keep hearing rustling to my left and I'm looking and I'm like, is somebody coming through this woods? And so I'm looking, I look over and there's nothing. And then five minutes goes by and I hear, I'm like, is there a deer coming through? And I'm looking for deer because it's where we had two deer come out of this spot right to us in three weeks ago. So I'm looking and I kept hearing it all morning. Like I shouldn't say all morning because I mean, we're, we're literally talking 10, 15 minutes, but I kept hearing it and there's nothing there, nothing there at all. So I'm, I was sitting there and then I could hear gobbles way, way over. And I thought, okay, every time I've snuck into the bedroom, they're either there and thick. I mean, 10, 15 turkeys, or they're not there, maybe one or two. And they're all way like 2000 yards away, but they come there. So I thought, okay, this is one of those mornings where they're 2000 yards away and we got to wait for them to come down and come this way because there's no goblin in the trees above us. Right. There was none. There is, there is, there was none. And and I'm looking on the ridge and I can't see any turkeys uh, roosted. Anyway, and I'm looking, and I mean, I'm looking hard because I'm 15 years. I can see them. Like normally, I can see them all. Nothing. So I'm, I'm going. All right, we got a one of them mornings where we got to sit and wait. So I'm sitting there and hearing nothing. And I told him I was going to call early. I'm in the woods, and I thought to myself, it's 6:30. If I was in the field, I would be able to see pretty good right now. But in the woods, it's just a little dimmer. The lights got to come in through the trees. And I thought, nope, I got to start calling now because. If there's any here, they're going to be down on the ground pretty soon. But we never heard a call or nothing. So I got three different calls on my box call. So I started out with a, did a, you, a young hen. Did you hen. bring your turkey call? Yeah, I always have it with, yeah. I got three. Oh, y'all are in for a treat now. I got a young <laughs> hen call. 
then I got the mature uh, the mature hen call. And then I've got the old matron raspy the mate- hen call. Yeah. <laughs> Get that right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me that was the one that called the turkey. Yeah. Okay. Jen's yelling at right me. There. I thought you got rid of that old chalkboard. No. Nope. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm I'm going through those calls. I'm mixing them up, and every thirty seconds, forty five seconds, I'm mixing them up and I'm calling them, and I'm making it sound like there's three different hens there, and nothing. And I thought, I'm just going to keep calling all morning then because they're not here. They're not in the trees this morning. And after about 15 minutes, I hear this loud. No, no, no. The first one. No, no. Maybe you heard it. That's not what I heard. Well, the first one, it did this, Bill. Yeah, I never heard that. (laughs) That was it. Literally. It goes. And I'm like. Swallowed a bug and decided to stop. And I almost jumped out of my skin because guess what? That that I kept hearing was turkeys in the tree right but freaking side me straight up above my head. No way. And, and it was it just goes and, that, and it stopped dead. And I'm like, that was definitely a turkey. But like you said, it was a gobble that started and like a bug flew in his throat. Just shut him up instantly. It was literally yeah. a buck, but but the start of a loud gobble. Like it was loud. And I'm like, what on earth was that? But then I thought but that was a turkey. So I thought, okay, there's hope. It's right. And it's right there. Well, now I'm looking, well, I'm down. I had to crawl through the thicket. So when I look up, it's all thicket over my head, like vines and thorns. So I can't see through it to see if there's a turkey in that tree, but I know it's there because that was, it was on top of me. And that's why I kept hearing the, I was hearing them fluffing their feathers on the branches above my head. So I get my call and I'm just, if I can't see them, I figured, okay, they can't really see me a whole lot. And, and, and my movement, I'm very limited. I had gotten my call out as soon as I sat down and I was just ready, just sitting there. So I just, nothing. Yep. And, and, and nothing. So I, nothing. I'm like, what's going on? I know that was a Tom. So, and I can hear him gobbling 2000 yards away. Not at me. Cause I'm really, really light. I mean, they're right there. So I'm just, I want them still looking for me. Right. But I'm really light. And so I went into the purr, just the, and then all of a sudden, and okay now that's and it was again it's over my head it's there and i'm going i don't to me it's more than one because one sounded really strong one not very strong and then the other one was just that (laughs) so (laughs) and that's what i heard i heard the main gobble so now i'm just i'm just calling every few minutes but he's not answering and then he gobbles again and that was because i was sitting there calling now i'm nonstop. you know me I call and I'm thinking, I don't care. You know, this is how it goes. It's either going to drop straight down on me or it's taken off nine times out of 10. They go the other way. 
Right. Yep. And, and you're like, what could I have done that would have brought it in? And like, I can, I, I've set up within sight of them before and I've shot them, had them. And we've had one, I want to land on our boots and hover over our feet, just about to touch down when it realized those are people. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then dad shot it. So I've had both, but the majority of the 90% of the time they're going the other way. And I'm okay with it this time because going to my left, I got Scott and Michael and going to, so to my, I'd say nine, eight, well, eight o'clock, nah, seven o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, seven thirty is Scott and Michael, right? Going to 11 o'clock is dad. And then okay. if he goes down, he's mine. So I'm okay because He's in front of me. He's he's in between all three of us, albeit right above my head, but just far enough in front of me that he's in between all three of us. And if he goes the other way from my call, he's going to Scott and, and Michael or he's going to dad. And if he comes down to my call, he's mine. So I'm okay. So I kept calling just like, but they shut up. They quit gobbling. They did not want to hear me calling. And it was not long when all of a sudden, let me tell the story. Well, that's why I stopped. Gee whiz. We're not even there yet. Because I'm still calling. I can't hear his little calls. I'm still mixing up the calls. And then after a few minutes, I get the other big gobble again. So now I'm thinking, okay, I'm just going to use the, the matron hen call, the raspy one. So I spaced out the call a little longer and just gave that one. And I thought, okay, now it's even getting lighter. Now I'm just going to make a call like they're walking away. Because when they come down, I want them to think that they're walking away. I want them to get anxious to come down and look for those hens. So now I'm just doing a really light call. Just really light and low. And then I do another one even light and lower than that. And I set the call down. So now it's it's getting on for, no, it's, it's after quarter to six. It's getting close to 10 to six now. And all of a sudden... Three come out of the trees, and, and I now I could see them. They're right. You could over. see them come out of the trees. I could see them come out of the tree. I saw them. Did come you hear your dad call? I did. You did, yeah. Oh yeah. And I saw them come out of the trees, and I realized they got to be right over Todd because they weren't in the trees on the top of the ridge. They were in the trees that were growing out of the side of the ridge. I don't know how far down, but they were. No, they high. were. They were. They were ten to fifteen yards off that ridge. They were in the trees yeah. right above me. They were in the trees. The that few were, trees that go straight up, they were in them. They were, and they weren't very high, and that's why I couldn't see them because they were down below all the branches and everything that I was looking to the ridge through. But I saw them when they flew, and they came right. They landed right down in front of me at about probably about 60, 65 yards, maybe maybe less than that, but one, two, three. Now, if you hold up your, your middle finger and the next two down to the pinky, two, the middle finger and your other finger, there's just a little bit of a difference in size. The one on the right was the biggest, the one to the left was the, was the next size down, and then the pinky is a big difference, and that was a small one, and it landed on the left. So there they were standing right in a, same, in a line, even with each other, looking my way. And I could see him clear. Well, as soon as they landed, the smallest one did nothing. But the two biggest ones, they threw their head forward and gave a gobble at the same time. I couldn't see beards because it was far enough away and it was dark in the woods. I couldn't see their beards. And I thought, oh, how am I going to tell if they're Toms or not? Well, they threw their heads forward and they both gobbled at the same time. 
And then I knew, okay, they're toms. Just don't lose sight of them so I know I'm shooting at a tom. Neither one of them puffed up. They never, you know, did the strut, nothing. And they never gobbled at all. Again, they were silent. Now they started walking towards me, the three of them, even with each other, coming towards me in three different lanes. And I thought, okay, they're going to come right into this clearing, and I'm going to take that big one. Well, then they stopped, and the biggest one was on the right, and he turned, and he started walking a little bit to the right of me instead of coming straight at me. And I thought, okay, let him keep coming. He's going to come around those big trees and right out in this clearing. But he didn't. He went behind all this brush and the three big main trees and all these smaller trees and vines and brush. He went behind it, and I couldn't see him anymore. And I, the other two are still standing there, but the next biggest one is looking at the, the big one. So I thought, okay, he's watching him walk, and he's walking to the right of me, and I thought, okay, if he comes out around all that brush, all he's got to do is come around and come towards me, and he's mine. Well, when he came out of the brush, he just made a little bit of an angle to the right, and there was a big log laying right on the edge of the field, uh, like a 45-degree angle. Not right at me, not uh, diagonal to me, just kind of an angle. And he walked up to that log, and he jumped right up on that log, and now I can really see him. He stretched up. He put his neck straight up in the air, and I thought, okay, he's mine. I put the gun up. I put the gun up on his body and I come up to his head and I watched I watched down my barrel to make sure that there was no little saplings or anything in front. Lesson I, learned. Yeah, I went right up to his head, then I come right back down his neck to where it's joined the body and I could see his whole neck and head above my bead, but I couldn't see his body at all. He was far enough away that the gun barrel obliterated his whole body. But I knew I was in line. I let her go. Kawam! And he went straight down off that log and did the funky chicken. I looked back over, and the, and the other, now the, the little one had disappeared. The smallest bird had disappeared, gone. I figured ran back. The other one is still standing right there. I brought the gun back, and I held it on him, and I thought, man, if Todd was here for a split second, I thought, if Todd is here, we got a double, because that one didn't move. I had time to move the gun back and I could have shot him. And then I got thinking, well, not necessarily so because we wouldn't have been, I chair wouldn't have been in the middle of that little log line we made. It had been one to the left, one to the right. Depending on where we were sitting and the view we had, we one of us may not have got a shot. Who knows? Who knows if he would have got a double or not? All I know is I could have shot them both. And then he turned and he ran right over the hill down towards Todd. So then I looked back to make sure my bird was still laying there. Yeah, it's still laying there. The wings are still flopping. And then to my left, a little bit behind me, out about 30 yards, a, tr a turkey came out of the tree and flew straight to Todd to the ridge and right down over the ridge right to Todd. And Todd never saw any one of those three turkeys. Never saw one. I heard him fly. I heard, I, I heard him. Scotty said that there was one flew right over them their heads so i think it one ran down the ridge up from me and then it flew it took off as it hit the edge of the ridge because i heard the wings but it was far enough away when they came out of the tree towards dad i seen them hit the ground and walk towards dad i could just see the top of the ridge and they disappeared behind bush so i knew they were walking to him and i thought do i text him and say turkeys are coming is he aware but then i thought his phone's probably not on silent it's gonna go ringing off then he's gonna reach for it and then it's gonna be my fault 
So I'm just going to sit here and shut up. Good idea. Good idea. <laughs> now, now After I got to think Now, hold on, because when dad pulled that trigger, here's a unique part of the story. Now, I'm not worried because, like I said, I'm 15 feet or so below dad and a good, I don't know, 100 plus yards away. Now, maybe 100 yards. And he is aiming at me, right? But I'm below the ridge and a bunch of trees between us. Now, when he pulled the trigger, there was stuff bouncing off me. I'm not going to lie to you. Whether really? it was debris from the trees up above me, like his shot ripping through them and, and hitting yeah, the tree. Or whether it was shot. I fell down on you. And whether it was shot bouncing off the tree and dropping down on me. Like I just, I've, I had, I felt things hit my arms boom, 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 <laughs> when he pulled the trigger. Yeah, I knew it was crazy. <laughs> But I, I mean, I knew it was safe. I was, there was, we're always, we know the woods. We know yeah, where we are, yeah. right? Like we, we're, we're in constant communication. He I'm, was in a valley and uh, I was. Yeah, up. I'm so far. And I say uh, that ridge is 15 yards, but then it's a gradual upslope to where dad was too. Right. So, I mean, he's, he's a ways up there. We're, we're always yeah. safe. I know where we are. And, and but he wasn't shooting in my direction. I was way over to his left. So yeah, but, you learned, you, you learned your lesson from the last time your dad gave you the red scarf and told you to sit out in the woods you know I never learned lessons Bill. I was feeling pretty good about my calling and I was thinking wow man I, I mix them calls up you know, he was I, I, he was so I, pumped. I, I ended up using the matron call, and then and then the I, I used call. the silent We're have little to coin that. I, I used the silent, you know, the little call to make it look sound like it was walking away. And I thought, man, it worked. They come out of the trees right to me. They walked right to me. They were looking for the hens. I mean, that big one clearly jumped up on the log, and he stretched his neck, and he looked right out into that field. His head was going back and forth. He was looking for turkeys, and I aced them. And then I got thinking afterwards. Not to sound cocky about my calling, they could have come my way because they spotted Todd down below, right underneath them, and they decided to fly my way and look for the hens that way. Too. It's hard to say. Well, Usually, if they're that day, they wouldn't they wouldn't just fly fifteen yards and drop on top of the top of the ridge if if they were that worried I was there, right? And no decoys, None. no no decoys, not in the woods. Not in the woods. <laughs> there you go. Because and that's why Dad probably got a crack at him because he was looking for the hen. He was on the edge That's of the it. woods looking out into the field for the hen. Wasn't looking at dad. Wasn't looking at his decoy puffing up way away trying to get the hen to come to him. He was coming looking. But what got me was the other bird and it was a tom and it wasn't as big as that one but it was a tom and it stood right there trying to figure out what was going on and it was staring me down while I'm looking down it's down the gun barrel at it and it finally turned and ran it didn't walk away it turned and ran and it was <laughs> after that and i thought okay i better text todd so by the time that i got my phone out and started to text him i've got well and then i got another <laughs> text with question marks and and then another one that says hello and so well, like, what a little takes impatient you, when you what, don't text him back what takes yeah. you so freaking Holy long smoke. like you, you pulled well, the trigger he, 20 minutes ago he, you weren't the most important thing in his morning there fella no, sir. he, had, he Bill, had other things that he was taking Bill, care of first. let me let me help you i'm the most important thing in everyone's <laughs> life at all times of the and day and because i sat there so quiet and didn't move yet that bird come out to my left. Now that bird might have saw me reaching for my phone or whatever. But anyway, the, that bird finally came out of the tree to my left and flew right over Todd. And I thought, oh, perfect. And I waited again. I didn't call him or text him because here's another bird headed his way. I heard no shots. I heard nothing from him. 
opened my phone, had all these texts, so I just said, BBD, Big Bird down, and uh, I said, three came your way, and he texted back and said, never saw any of them, so... Anyway, I was pumped. It was good. I went out and got it. Ten minutes to six. That bird is dead on the ground. I went and picked it out. It was a good, it was 21, 21 pounds, six ounces, nine and a half inch beard, one and sixteenth inch spurs. So I was pleased with the bird. And I thought, okay, now I can just close my eyes and have a little nap for the next four hours because these guys aren't leaving until 10. And we didn't. We stayed there until 10, but I was pumped. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that, that's the perfect morning when you can shoot a bird that early. Oh, yeah. Your plan worked out exactly perfect. You got in yeah. there. Even though your guide was, was very disappointing in the way that he set you up, you still managed to persevere <laughs> through guy all that. I was thinking the opposite. Turmoil. The guide put him in the exact right spot. <laughs> I, I'd have found the log cabin on my he own, wanted to go. He wanted to go elsewhere. Yeah. He wanted to go down the bottom, and he'd have been completely cut off and nothing. Well, who knows? I better have been calling down there and called him down the bottom. <laughs> my calling was right on that it was just It was just your day. Yeah. So, you know, you couldn't have done any wrong that yeah. day, and the birds would drop, drop right down on you. Yeah. So that that to me is a story of perseverance and success. Yeah. When I say perseverance, it's hunting with Todd for three weeks and then deciding to go on your own. That's right. And making it happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah that's right. Because I thought if, I, I, if he was still there and I moved that tent, moved the chair, and changed oh. the legs, oh my gosh, he'd have been having a fit. He'd have been inside what. out. Yep. Anyway, I did feel bad, and I still think I still feel a little bad because Michael still hasn't got a bird. And two weeks in a row, Michael was up there. He was in the bedroom once and just, he was only about maybe 20 yards from where that bird stood on the log the second week on the, you know, on the edge of the field. He was along the edge of the field just outside the woods. And he was only, he was only about 20 yards from where that bird stood on that log. And this time they moved, he moved to the far corner of the field where two weeks prior the birds were, had been coming from because those birds up in there all went down the hill and lo and behold what happens they come right down and right to me and so michael still was in the wrong spot and hasn't got a bird yet but yeah i don't feel bad at all i mean (laughs) this is a game of opportunity and being in the right place at the right time and everybody having a good guide yeah that's where i was gonna (laughs) go next having a good guide yeah um, right. but, but it, it, things have happened pretty easily uh, for some and uh, it, you appreciate it more the, the longer in the season you go and however many early mornings you get up to and you, you start to hunt mean then and you start to hunt angry make it happen and then you start to make things happen like uh, and that's like when you do, learn so. how much fun turkey hunting is and what you oh, can yeah. get away with yeah, I, and I promise you, Saturday, it's no decoys, uh, running and gunning. I'm going to set up in the poison ivy patch like I was going to a couple weeks ago before uh, I went down to see my brother. There. I think you should take Friday off and come join me here. Yeah, I think uh, you're not you're going to even be there. I think yeah, you're going Friday, on a, I'm Friday morning. Yeah. Yeah, I think I better go to work because that makes my paydays possible going to work. <laughs> I know that yours. And you got a car you want to put parts on. Well, and gas is at $2.09 uh, a liter. Am I not so, worth it, Bill? Am I not worth it? Uh, carrying on to another <laughs> section of the podcast. Tell him the truth, Bill. Tell him the truth. Are you kidding me? He's, yeah. he's fragile you know, he's, yeah. I just know, I just know I'm the most important thing in everybody's life at all times of day. And I just can't believe that you're lying to yourself about this. 
Either way, yeah. I, I haven't had a chance to ask Todd. I've been wanting to, and I kept forgetting. I know he was sitting right down below me. He he wouldn't have been a hundred yards, but he'd be down over a, a ridge and in a valley. And I like when the gun went off. Were you shocked or were you? Not really. I was waiting. I watched them walk to you. I, I seen them because I could see them just their their tail as they hit the ground because all three came out darn near the same time. And I could see them hit the ground on the ridge. I mean, they were they were 60, 70 yards up from me, like on the edge of, of the field up top. Like they were 60, 70 yards up that way, maybe less, maybe 50 when they hit that hit the ground walking towards you on and i could just see their tail their tail disappear behind a bunch of bramble and walk towards dad so i figured Mm. there was going to be a shot because i'm thinking he's not that far like if they're 50 yards from me they're only 50 yards from him yeah yeah for sure too long yeah I was I was waiting, thinking maybe I should have texted him. No, I was waiting for the big one, and I had the other one in plain sight the whole time. But I was waiting for the big one. It turned out Todd uh, used his rangefinder. It was thirty-five yards to that log, so it would be just over thirty-five yards. He was standing in the middle of the log. But either way, I waited for that bird to come out to the right of all that bramble, and it just I was lucky. He jumped up on that log, and he got right up where I could really see him. And I let him go. So when I explained to Todd where he'd come down and, and the distance he had to walk over to that log, but the other one stood right there. And Todd said to me, he said, "I don't know if I could have waited for that one." He says, "I might have took that one that was in the in your sights the whole time." I could have waited. I said, "That's not what I said." I said, "I can't believe you no, waited you for that one." I said, "I'm surprised said, that Jake, no. if it was a bearded hen and there was a 42 no. pound Tom standing there, but the bearded hen was shootable, the bearded hen would be on the ground." No, you. Yeah. I don't. Know. I might have had the patience to wait for him. No, no, no. See, his hearing aids weren't in. No, no, no. That's it. You know, I mean, you you spare no ammunition, though, Todd. Oh, that's the cheapest part of this sport, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Let it rain. Anyway, yeah. it was a good morning. We had lots of fun, and uh, and, and did you uh, did you cook it up yet, or you say no? Say I, I it's not in the freezer yet. Tomorrow night, I want to cook some tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I got some shake and bake. I want to try on it. I got the I got it all cleaned out, and I got all the parts all wrapped, and I didn't freeze them on purpose because I figured we're going to have them one night this week. They're in the fridge, but I did soak them overnight, and the next morning, Sunday morning, I got I took the parts and put them in a bag and wrapped them all up, but I did soak them overnight in salt water. And, yep, they're ready to rock. Good deal. Brine them a little bit, and then yep. you're going to get the uh, the smoker out and put them on on that I, with, with the shake and bake recipe? The, with the breast, I'm I might, I don't know, I don't think I'll use both breasts at the same time, but I'm going to take one, cut it in half, and I'm going to make dressing, put it between it, tie it up, and put it in the oven, and uh, roast it with the dressing in between the two the two pieces of breast. Oh, that'll, look, that'll be nice. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I, I don't find a lot of difference between wild turkey and, and these tame ones you buy, and you stick the dressing in and roast them, I don't see a lot of difference. They're, to me, they both taste the same. They're delicious. Now, the legs, I find, are a little tougher, so we'll do them a little differently, but that's because the wild turkeys do an awful lot of running around. And those sure legs. they do, yep. And, uh, yeah, I found that, too. Uh, yeah. They get, they're tough. They're, they're yeah. tough to eat. But, but either way, uh, they're good. I don't have a problem eating them. They're, they're awesome. <laughs> 
<laughs> no doubt in my mind, he doesn't have a problem eating them. Well, I tell you, there, Todd. You and I uh, just got put on notice here by the sounds of it, and we got to pull up our socks for the last. Pressure's know, off, man. I can now hunt. I don't have to worry about him anymore. <laughs> oh, I tell you yeah, what, he's I'm up sure on he that. holding you back. He's up on that ridge, here. and those turkeys come out of that tree and hit that ridge. He better hit the deck. I'm running up that ridge, and I'm shooting him right there in front of him before he gets a chance to mount his gun. And then I'll say, "Hey, can we pick up my bird there at your feet. Thank you." <laughs> I have a hard time thinking your, your dad's going to be motivated to get out of bed at 3.45 yeah, in the that's morning about going it. forward. That's about <laughs> it. Are we going hunting in the morning? Well, if you want to. Well, if you got Scott, no, it's, no probably not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do, do I need to buy another tag before Friday? <laughs> See, that's what... Do you need me to buy a tag? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was fun. We had a good day. That's a, it's a good story, and I think that uh, that's motivation for the, our listeners here. That we're gonna have to, yeah, tell get you out what, there and get something done. There. Might have to get yeah. out of here as soon as work's done. Hit the woods. Have to hit it hard now. I'm thinking too. That you know the spot I went to on Sunday is it's got to be a good afternoon spot. There was turkey tracks everywhere. It's like a it's a, a little bit of a sand base. And I guarantee they're using it to dust, dust bath yeah. type thing and stuff. But there was tracks everywhere, and I didn't see a bird. So, but I'm often uh, I'm thinking that it may be an afternoon spot. Even could be if so, they're coming I through. I I, we'll I believe we have a spot that is an afternoon spot. There's never gobbles in the morning, but we've we've seen them in the afternoon crossing the field. You yeah, shot we, very many birds in the afternoon. Not a lot, but we don't hunt a no. lot in the afternoon, no, right? No, neither do I. Yeah. I can say that, too. I, I love to getting up early in the morning, hearing them on the roost, and That's watching it. them come down They're under the trees. They're not vocal and, in the afternoon, no. so I find... No, you got to be a lot more patient. That's for sure. <laughs> you just answered the question. Now, <laughs> a couple of years ago, I did sneak it in that bedroom. I went in on a Sunday afternoon, only because I had a super close encounter the day before yeah, in the morning, right and I'm like, screw it, I'm going back. Or it was the same day in the afternoon. It was the same day. You made it happen. Then. Yeah, and I just went back, heard a gobble, got down below the bedroom, and called like crazy, hiding in thorns and thicket. And it actually came around behind me, down from the bedroom, and I slammed it. Yeah, no, I did in the afternoon. And then he was super vocal. He came right in. I mean, he was two thousand yards away, and it wasn't twenty minutes. He closed that gap on me. Now, I would, I would sooner go hunting in the middle of the afternoon than getting up at three in the morning or three thirty in the morning. But in the morning, you're home at a decent time. You're home before noon. You're cleaned up. You're put away. You got the rest of the day. You know, you, you want a nap? You can have a nap. But when you hunt in the evening, wife pending, getting home after oh. eight, sometimes eight thirty, and then you got to put all your stuff away, and then you're getting the late supper, and then the next thing you know, it's bedtime. So there's pluses at both ends and minuses at both ends. You know. Yeah. Well, I tell you right now, I rocked a nap on Sunday. It was great. <laughs> Get, getting up four o'clock in the morning, going turkey hunting, then going to the gun club. I, I had a nap. It was awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, yep, that's a, that's a good plus. I think a nap is a is a plus. I didn't hunt out or nap out in the woods. I never do typically. And uh, yeah, so start Friday for you, Saturday for me. We'll keep in touch and hopefully you're gonna really want to go Saturday once I smoke mine on Friday. Oh yeah, there's no no question in my mind. I'm going to be up uh, 3:45 in the morning because I got a little bit further distance to go on Saturday morning. I'm going to get out to the woods, no decoys, and uh, be motivated after seeing the 
Todd Millard story uh, coming, and we'll go from there. That's so. right. I wonder how he'll act, Bill, if I sit with him and say, okay, it's your turn to shoot. I just want to sit with you and watch <laughs> and then smoke it before he gets a chance. I, I think that would be an uh, even better story. Yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> He's got to hear it, then he's got to see it, then he's got to be able to sit up and mount his gun. Well, guess what? I think I did pretty good without you sitting there next I, to me. I, I think he did all of that. I was the guide. Saturday. Oh, yeah. I, like, I, I didn't know where so the little log was... cabin was. I built the thing. <sighs> yeah. No, you couldn't have got into that quietly. You'd have put them out. Oh, no. Anywho. Well, thank you very much for the conversation and the story, gentlemen. Ditto. Yeah, that's been fun, mm. but... Have a good week and congratulations again, Don. Thank you and good luck for you coming up. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. He look at that. He's he's confident. He was really talking to me, Bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Talk to me. <laughs> Have a Take good care. one. <laughs> oh, good grief! And that'll do it for this week, folks. For the Redneck Country Podcast, I'm Bill, the Almost Guy, Tom. And I'm Todd, and thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week. <laughs> <laughs>